Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 81. I'm your game master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. So, we are now passing, we're heading towards Belgrade, I believe. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thank you, Tom. In our last episode, our group has arrived at the stop in Sofia around 11.15 a.m. We happen to notice that Jack Gatling has left the train, and we sort of dismiss it as normal because he's probably sending a story lead to his editors. Eldridge has pumped him with ideas on possible stories to write on to write while on the train. We think that maybe we might find the pieces of the Sedefkar statue on board the train because Macriot is probably transporting them back to London. We attempt to check the foregone, but we are told that we're not allowed in. Dr. Dawkins steps out onto the platform, and as he's walking back, someone sneaks up behind him and attempts to stab him with a knife. The attack fails, the knife is tangled in his coat, the man makes another attempt and fails, and at this point he turns and runs off into the crowd. Eldridge and Dr. Keith continue on with trying to figure out which of the passengers on the car is actually Macriat. The train starts back up on its journey, and Nakamura enters the salon car, and Eldridge starts to speak with him, mostly as an attempt to get to know him and to see if he's acting strange in any way. Nothing unusual seems to happen. Next, Amumu Haddad enters. Eldridge continues the conversation with him now. We learn that Haddad is an antiques and Egyptian researcher. He's also interested in the esoteric. Eldridge, Eldridge brings up the Sedevkar Simulacrum, and he says he's heard of it, but he thinks it might just be a mythical story. Uh, a little side note, I think he's the first person who's ever heard of Simulacrum while we've been on this journey. At the next smaller stop, there's an incident with LaDonna Margarita and Lord Margrave. Dr. Keith sees her slap the man, and then she proceeds to get into a taxi and drive off. There's one more moment of significance where Elena admits to Dr. Keith that she's, in fact, a member of the British Secret Service. There's an assassination plot against the king's son, Edward. They, they learn this by capturing and interviewing a cultist from the Brotherhood of the Skin. So it seems we have an important ally on board who is also searching for Macriot. That brings us up to date. Okay. I should say, too, I did not really go into any uh, I mean, Elders and Dr. Keith put out a lot of theories on the possibilities of who Macriot is, so I didn't go into any of those details. So. Yes, and if uh, can I go over who we've eliminated so far? Sure, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we eliminated Luigi um, because he's just not on the train anymore. He was stabbed. All right, so we've eliminated him, or he eliminated himself, I guess. Uh, so then we've got uh, the uh, LaDonna. LaDonna left the train, so she's off of the list because uh, Macriot wants to get there as fast as possible. Uh, Amumu was eliminated. Uh, Tom said straight up, he was like, he's eliminated. Don't even look into him. So we have eliminated him. Um, and I said now... something about that? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, you got tired with the conversation? <laughs> just straight up said. Oh, oh, 
No, what I, I basically was telling you was that you're not going to get anything more out of him because it's just boring conversation. Well, then I will mark that. He is no longer eliminated, but we have eliminated uh, Elena uh, because she's working with... Well, that's not true. We don't know. We don't know that. Um, because Makriha could be anybody, and of course Makriha would be like, oh, there's an assassination plot. Let me help you. <laughs> exactly. So I think that we should keep that in mind, because Elena was in her was in the room. Well, but hold on. Elena was in the room with Dr. Keith when the body fell. Yes. So I think that we can rule her out. Uh come to a conclusion on Nakamura? No. Um, I did, uh, during the break, um, come up with a theory that the reason why LaDonna left is because, uh, much like how we originally thought, I originally thought LaDonna was acting strangely, it could have been Lord Margrave who could have been acting strangely. Hmm. So, um... So Nakamura and Lord Margrave are still top of the list. Because they were in their rooms alone. Um, and, uh, and, and to me, in my head, it, you know, Nakamura is already a loner, which gives uh, Makriat a perfect uh, sort of, I wouldn't say alibi, but just a reason for us to not even talk to him. Um, and then Lord Margrave, to me, he was alone in his room when the body fell. And LaDonna left, most likely because of something he did. Maybe it wasn't normal. So, um, all right. Uh, it's about three o'clock. The uh, train has just left the, uh, the town that I can't pronounce this every cursed um just a moment um for those of you who wanted to quote for me as i usually do in the beginning i have a cold and i forgot to do it um uh that that's where you saw uh uh ladonna storm off in her uh in her taxi um margrave had come back into the diner dining car and he's over by the bar uh with gatling and after a few minutes of that margrave knocks back a couple of shots and heads to his room and gatling has a sort of a shit-eating grin on his face and uh he comes over towards where you guys are sitting <coughs> and he's like he's like well well i am going to get a lot out of this this trip uh he says first i've got whatever's going on over there and he sort of glances over at goring and where goring and the 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 other people are and he says now margrave wants to spill the beans on ladonna and uh it's gonna be quite a quite an evening of uh interesting conversation
Now, um, at, the, at the end of last episode, um, I was having a bit of a chat with Elena. That's correct. Had, had we um, let the others in on that yet? Oh, that's right. You did pull them all into the room and, and tell them. That's actually where we left off. So the thing with Margrave and, and Gatling, you saw earlier before you, you were called into Elena. So you guys are actually in there with Elena at the moment. And she's explained that she is part of the Secret Service, that she's been undercover in Constantinople for two years um, because there's a lot of political unrest and things like that. And uh, She's now got information from Margrave. She believes there's a plot to... Uh, uh, to assassinate, uh, <coughs> I forget which royal, um, and uh, that the killer is probably on this, the assassin is probably on the train. Was she it thinks it's Edward. He's a, Edward, Edward. She thinks it's the same person that you guys are avoiding or, or looking for, and she's willing to help. And then, of course, she needs to report all this back to London when she gets there. Well, in in that case, I'll I'll reiterate what I said to to the the party earlier for her benefit. That um, as far as we know, this this was all a last minute thing from Apriat, and he didn't plan this. So this this journey on the train is the weak link in his plan. This this is our opportunity to stop him, as far as I'm concerned. Once, once he gets to London, he's he's got an itinerary. He he has um, a plan worked out for where he's going, what he's doing. We know he'll go to Islington, but after that, it's all up in the air. Um, but while he's on the play, while he's on the train, he's he's playing everything by ear. What what makes you say that 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 he didn't plan the train trip? Well, I don't think he knew exactly when we'd be turning up at the shunned mosque or exactly how long it would take him to recover the um, simulacrum or where it was hidden. But once he had that information, he was able to act. Now, had we turned up the next day, he would have been on a different train. And we, we have assumed that he didn't have a ticket for the train because he replaced the conductor. Okay. So I think it was just that he got the first train out, just as we did. I think also what you were saying was that he didn't anticipate that there would be any problems whatsoever along this trip. Hmm. Yeah, that, that I understand. He thought we'd still be in the tower. And if he did anticipate a problem, he wouldn't have bought a ticket and been like, my name is Macriot. Bah. Here's my name. Here's everything. He would have wanted to not buy a ticket. Um, well, had he, had he planned everything in advance, he probably, probably already would have had a cover identity in place and wouldn't have had to. Um, I guess that's kind of what when I was... and replaced a member of staff. He would have already had someone in mind to abduct and replace, or disguised himself in some way. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was 
I, I guess. So I'm wondering if he had this whole trip planned. It was just the actual moment that it happened. He might not have. You know what I mean? Hmm. Well, like he, either, he either way, we, we, we are the wild card, aren't we? Yes, definitely. anticipate that we would be on the train. Right, right. Well, he couldn't have known that anyone who was on the train would be on the train, really. Yeah. Right. What's what's obvious is he knew that once he had the simulacrum, he had a certain amount of time before he had to get back to London. To London. Mm-hmm. He didn't know when that was going to happen. And it seems obvious that he had no no contingency to buy a ticket. But then he didn't need to buy a ticket. He can replace someone. Yeah. He's evil. <laughs> Does Elena have any opinions? Has she? Well, she's she's not sure uh, about all of the supposed supernatural things, and she's referring mainly to uh, you know the Brotherhood of the Skin and the things that they do. But it's an it's it's from whether he's a religious fanatic or not, she believes that. Um, Edward's life may be in danger, and so stopping him, uh, she's British, she's going to do it, it's, it's her job, you know. Um, but as to, you know, she doesn't know anything about magical abilities or any shit like that. She's, he's just a guy, probably... Um, she, you, you get from what she, uh, she says to you that it seems more like a political sort of thing. You know, there's a lot of unrest between Constantinople and the British Empire at the moment, and and it just seems like a Turk is doing something radical. Do we get a sense? So it's clear they're taking it serious, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But um, Mar, um, she, she explains to you that, what, what was his name, Rutherford? Um, uh, the guy back in Constantinople had, had exaggerated, at least in her opinion, some of these uh, rather odd things that he said that he saw. But in any case, this guy's a master of disguise. Yeah. So she she knows about the child abductions. Mm-hmm. Yes. On the and she knows, that, and she knows at least in part the story that you told, um, Rutherford. Is it Rutherford? I think it's Rutherford. The Lord High Commissioner, or whatever he was. Oh. Um, but uh, other than that, she doesn't really have anything else to say. Uh, she says, "Don't blow her cover." You know, let her continue to just look like a translator. Of course, then that, that, that goes without saying. Of course, and then we would appreciate it um, if you afforded us the. Uh... Of course, and she is Same. armed. So, now does she have? 
any like identification kind of like um i don't know um a badge showing that she works for the secret service or i don't know since she's undercover if she would actually carry anything like that that would probably get her killed if she got captured she'd probably just know a password or a phrase or something that could identify the right people Right, and right. in this which case, would, which she knows, do us good, it? in this case, she knows enough about what's happened, and uh, her, you know, enough about what happened with uh, with the Lord High Commissioner and everything that it seems like she couldn't know any of this stuff unless she had that direct information. Even Mar Marquiat wouldn't know half of this information. Good God, man, she's she's British, of course. She's... Kind of backing up Theodore a little bit. I mean, if she was a spy, she's done the one thing that a spy shouldn't do. Just tell someone else that you're a spy. Yeah. Why, why is she telling us? Even if we were associated with, uh, with Macriot and that whole business, wouldn't it be in her best interest to not associate with us and just lie low? Exactly. Well, I think, given the way that things have gone, I think perhaps she just needs um, some backup, really. Well, I, actually, what she, how she would explain it would be is that you've already had two attempts on your life. And three. So she's basically told you this because you need to know that you have backup. Well, I think this could be very handy if we can't if we can't um, bring this matter to a conclusion before we reach England. Um, she's a, a, a very useful contact to have. True, but as I've always said, we should always go with caution. Don't trust anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Look at where it got us before. Don't trust a soul. I hear you. Mm, but you could be saying not to trust anyone as an elaborate double bluff because you're Macria. <laughs> mm. oh, do you... Dr. Elizabeth, do a luck roll. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> oh, God. Dr. Duggan's going to stab you. Um, I have passed narrowly, okay, but it was passed for a moment. When you look at Dr. Dawkins, you're not sure, <laughs> but then you're pretty sure that he's not. <laughs> well, I know the password, so <laughs> and it isn't meatball of salt, so. Hey, I'm just telling you what Frank told me. <clears throat> Frank tells me that the password's meatball subs. What's my question actually and my question actually at the moment is do you guys make your way back to the salon or do you do something else? <sighs> well you said I wasn't poisoned, right? I was checking for the CFD. Correct. Uh... You don't seem to have any any uh, effect like that. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, did you said that the uh, the reporter guy, the tabloid guy, came up to you and said that he had uh, an interview later on? Yeah, that Margrave was going to tell him everything about him and. Uh, 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 do you think that it would be possible? I and I, I guess I will directing this to uh, to you, um, Eldridge. I think it's possible for you to go along with him and uh, observe this interview. I don't like the idea of somebody who's been secretive all this time about their personal life to all of a sudden say, oh, I'm going to blab on to the, the tabloids. Come meet me and have an interview with me by yourself. That's, that's true. I mean... I mean, it, 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 assuming the worst, let's assume it's Macriot. Um, he could know that uh, Gatling is friends with us and provided this information and thus wants to eliminate him or, or, feed, or feed false information so that way. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'll go, I'll go find Gatling and uh, I'll go with him. Could you just remind me, um, other than Gatling, who, who there was someone else poisoned, wasn't there? Uh, it was, was me. That Luigi. Oh, that was that was Eldridge, right? Oh, okay, Luigi. sorry. Yeah, Luigi got stabbed. Yes, uh, it was, and, it, and it was pretty bad. It, uh, internal bleeding of some. Um, I think it was his his uh, intestines. Was it not? It My was. Uh, Septus. Although I don't know about, I don't know if, yeah, we should have known about Septus. Um, oh, well, yeah, you knew if you had a, if the bowel was ruptured, that it, you know, the person was pretty much a goner. So, essentially, what we have are five main suspects, or five suspects, two of which are main suspects. Um, so, I, I guess, in my head, it's just eliminating each one, listening to their stories, and kind of gathering dossiers on these people, trying to eliminate it. So, I think that Dawkins is right. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go kind of weasel in on this interview, um, if I can. Okay. So, are, are what are the rest of you going to do? Go back to the salon. Yeah. And yes. Get a few drinks and All right. observe the observe people. See if there's anything strange going on. Okay. Um, Look for, for random Turks on the, the train while we're at it. Uh, at this point in time, probably before you go to the salon, you all you all go back to your rooms and sort of freshen up. Um, Eldridge, when you go to your room, Gatling is in there and uh, he's freshening up. And uh, he says, he says, oh boy, he says, I'm just, I'm just giddy because, you know, these kind of people don't usually want to talk to you. <laughs> let's kind of, uh, let's kind of talk about, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, well, it's that? usually when people are bitter and he looked bitter. Well, well remember, remember what I told you though. Catlin, that something, something's going on on this train that uh, 
That's more than meets the eye. So, and like I said, I can get you kind of an in. So yeah, well, I I don't think that Margrave is a spy. Um, I don't know. Maybe that that Asian guy. Oh, but perhaps I can sit in on the interview and provide you with some interview questions that uh, would would do as nice like bullet points in a uh, an article with the Boston Bugle. <laughs> bullet points? You think that I'm an av uh, an amateur at this? I don't think you're an amateur at it, no. But I dude, think that... Dude, dude, we can't go storming in there. A whole crowd of people, you and me. Nah, I think he, he wants to talk to me. We'll, we'll leave it at that. All right. But you know what? I'll come back and I'll tell you what he told me. You tell me what he told you and uh, and make sure to take notes. Uh, I'd like to, to go over them before we start writing this big article. I kind of smile at him. All right. Gives you kind of a funny look, like, what are you trying to do? Take over my, uh, you know, <laughs> but but he smiles and gives you a smile. And all right, um, anyways, <clears throat> I'm gonna assume that you that it's only about you know five o'clock or so, uh, that you all end up back in the, the salon. It's probably the, the easiest place for you to observe the most people. So the train is going to arrive in Belgrade at 6.43 p.m. Uh, you notice the other people on the train. Um, you have your suspects. You know that somebody here is not what they seem to be. Um, right about, uh, I'd like to know, okay, in, in your seating arrangement, which two of you, are closest to the windows of the train. Oh, oh I, 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 yeah. Dr. Elizabeth would probably sit on the inside. So yes, she would be closest to the window. One of them. I'll, I'll sit across <laughs> from Dr. Keith. Okay. And which one of you is facing forward and which one of you is facing back? Um, I, I like to face the engine because um, otherwise okay. I, I feel a little ill on long yeah. journeys. Like I, I do too. Yeah, I have to face forward. Um, as you guys are, uh, as as you guys are on the outskirts of Belgrade, you're heading into the town. Um, you've been going through some uh, rather beautiful country. Um, uh, you've noticed in the distance castles and things like that that are on hills, and some of them are in ruins. And you're you're right on the outskirts of the town. And Doctor Elizabeth, you're looking out the window, and who's sitting next to Doctor Elizabeth? Because you can probably look out the window too. Eldridge or Frank. Whoever raises their hand first. Neither one of you raises what? your hand. <laughs> do you want to? Or I, can, I can do it. I can do it. Well, is, it right. I got some, is it because I smell of garlic? Uh, it's the curlers. You, you, you haven't remembered to take your curlers out. We're just a little... <laughs> um, 
Okay, Eldridge and uh, Dr. Keith are looking out, and right about at the same time, you notice <clears throat> that uh, you're passing near a ruins. Uh, there's broken walls. It was probably a keep or a castle or something. It's it's broken down. You vaguely remember seeing it on the other in the uh, going in the other direction. But right in the middle of it, completely out of place, is a little hut. No, no, I, no, no, no. My eyes grow wide with fear. No. no. Do, do, do I recognize this little hut? Oh, yeah. It looks really familiar. No. It's, it's not oh. there. It's Although, not there. at this point, it's in very good repair. It looks like it's brand new. I'm wrong? I'm going to sort of look at it out of the corner of my eye. I, I don't... I don't even really feel that, that, uh, that I feel comfortable with the idea of even looking directly at it. Well, to, the, to thoughts, the thoughts that sort of pass through your mind, the images that sort of unwind or... It's like a predator waiting to pounce on something coming nearby. And you think how that far, it's really how far away from from the train is maybe two hundred feet. Yeah, that's not far enough. It's not far enough at all. It doesn't exist. There's nothing there. Once key. once it's pointed out, you all see it quite clearly. I don't see a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Who's that voice in my head? Stop talking. Has anyone got a comb? You can all do sanity rolls. Oh, duh. I don't know what you mean. Sanity? Dr. Oh, Chief, I've been meaning to ask you ah. about your book. Everybody is so, so enamored by your book. I wrote a book a few years ago. Nobody's even better than I. I, I, um, I just rolled the 97, so I shall re reply to Dr. Dawkins by saying, Ah, that's how you wrote it. Understood. <laughs> I might try that technique myself. If, um, if, if you passed zero, if you, if you didn't, one sanity point. Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, Belgrade is a big city. It's a big, big city. We're not stopping so, here, are we? The train oh, is yes, stopping. Yes, you are. The train um, is, is... I'm not getting off. Um, as you pull into Belgrade Station... Now, this thing is now past. It's maybe half a mile back along the tracks. Um, but you've pulled into Sofia... Uh, it's 6.43, um, and you are going to be here um, until 7.35, so almost an hour. Oh, God. <laughs> it, won't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't come to the train station, would it? I mean, yeah, no, I don't see why it wouldn't, but let's not get off. Let's sit right here. Um, where we're sitting, um, can we still see it off at a no, distance? No. 
No, the city itself is in the way at this point. Buildings and that's a good thing. Yeah. Thank God. However, what are we gonna do if we start feeling rumbles through the ground? As if this thing is uh woken up and is coming towards the train. What are we gonna do? Run. Where are we, where are we gonna run? Um, barricade ourselves on the train, and why is why is there only a a, a, a thing on the chain for uh, on the train for pulling the chain to stop it in an emergency? Why isn't there a another chain I for don't... making it go in an emergency? <laughs> Good question. There's two strings. There's a red one and a green one. Sorry. Twice, if anything happens. Okay. So we're not moving. Well, we should be fine in the city. We're heading away from the hut. Don't you remember that the hut could move towards us? Look, I think we're safe as long as we don't see any black chickens running around. That's true. I give, I give Eldridge a look. As long as there's no chickens. As long as there's no chickens, we're fine. We're safe. You know what? As much as, uh, yeah, for, for luck's sake, I might even ordering chicken for dinner tonight and have steak. Just you order it, and then a little blackhead pokes out the top and just looks right at you. Can we can we pause for just a moment? I've got to do something really quick. I'll be right back. Good, now that he's gone. <laughs> he's either going to go to the bathroom or he's devising a plan to screw us over. I think it's both. I think he bought a pet chicken and he's going to bring it oh, on the screen. Oh, God. Hold it up to the camera and freak us all out. So, uh, play any good games lately, anybody? Uh, no, I'm, I'm still playing Warframe. Oh, it's a good game. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm back. All right. So, it wasn't the bathroom, so he's got something up his sleeve. Blowing his <laughs> nose. Hold on. Hold I on. got, uh... I'm hearing car... Uh, <laughs> throw lozenges. Okay. And my dog wouldn't leave the room, so I chased uh. the dog out. I thought he was bringing out <laughs> a special deck of uh, cards or something like that. Death cards, yeah. All right. I was listening to what you guys were saying. I was just having trouble getting the dog to leave. Um. <laughs> so you guys have decided not to get off the train. Yep, we're sitting right here. All right. As you're sitting there, you see people getting off the train, of course. And... Uh, Belgrade is, is pretty crowded, even this time of night. So there's there's a lot of people on the platform. And Eldridge, go you ahead. Say what time, uh, you said what time was it? Uh, six. Where'd my page go? 43. 6.43. So it's 6.45 okay. by now. Okay. What am I doing? Am I making a roll? Um, 
Yeah, you should you really don't need to make a roll. You're sitting okay. there and uh you said what you just said a moment ago. And no sooner than you say that, then you can see that there is a fucking black chicken on the platform looking up at you. What? <laughs> the fuck is that? I point right at it. Don't, What's it doing? Don't acknowledge it. Do not acknowledge it. It does not exist. You're telling me that a black pretend, chicken is... Pretend, pretend that you see nothing. We're talking. We're talking about playing poker tonight. Poker? <clears throat> I don't even know her. I don't play poker. A, mo- a moment later, you start to see some confusion on the platform. Something is going on. Oh, no. And it is a swarm of black chickens, just like before. Fuck! And they seem to be coming from nowhere, and the people are are too crowded to really do much about it, but there's some, you know, some fluttering of people and chickens. And there definitely seems to be uh, the the chickens seem to be paying attention most closely to your car and where you're sitting. It's the Baba Yaga's curse. Oh bloody shit! So, <laughs> have we got? Has the dining car got a supply of peri peri sauce? <laughs> Perhaps we could ward ward them off with that. How did we? Did we? What did we do to ward them off in the first place? Do you remember? Did we? Or did we ever run away? We just ran. We just ran away. We just had we had in a shop. It's the bites. Well, there definitely seems to be a fairly high concentration of birds right where you guys are, and not other places. In fact, people have now kind of moved away from them because they're astonished uh, at these chickens. But the chickens are all turned towards you guys and staring at you. That seems to be all that they're doing. Um, crane, craning my head a little. Can I? Can I? Is there anything else further down the platform? There's, there's nothing else coming other than chickens. Well, it seems kind of hard to tell, but you, you think that this is where they're concentrated. As long as nothing comes, let's not draw any attention, people. As long as a giant black tree with an old lady riding it doesn't start ch- chasing us down the track, I think we'll be okay. Well, chickens aren't very intelligent. So Tell that to, um, the, tell that to the chicken. I'm, I'm going to pretend that I can't see them in the hopes that they will assume that they are invisible. Yeah, I recognize a military pattern when I see one. This is this is this is a military like you may say they're not intelligent but this is a this is a just a bull rush. Well, I don't think they are intelligent but um I I think I I have a um a, a suspicion they may be 
directed by an intelligence. One might say it's a coup. <laughs> Frank, I hate you. Cluck off. <laughs> your your choice of words is like poultry. Oh, that was foul. That was foul, yeah. <laughs> I should Please. be punished. Aren't we all being punished right now? There is definitely a cold shiver running up your spine. And the chickens are especially disconcerting because chickens are not normally predators. And so they can't really look straight forward. So they're all looking at you like this. With one where's, eye on you. Where's Colonel Sanders when you need him? Well, about this time, you start to notice a few platform guards or whatever you'd call them, people who work there, trying to shoo the, shoo the birds off. And after just a couple of seconds, it seems to work. They, they suddenly look like they've been released, and they, they sort of dissipate in all directions. Then what happens? Well, <laughs> everything seems to go back to normal. Hmm. How long have we got until the train leaves? The train will leave in about half an hour. Oh, I, I think your trick worked of not looking at all left. Yes. If you shut <clears> one <throat> eye, the people on that side can't see you. Anyway, do you want to do anything, or shall we skip ahead a half an hour? Let's skip ahead. Right. Yes, in the hopes that nothing happens in the interview. Nothing seems that... to happen, but you have an immense feeling of dread. Um, at 7.35, uh, the train departs. Um, you're now headed towards... Um, uh, another one that's hard to pronounce. Ljubljana, I think is how it's pronounced. Ljubljana. Yeah. It's on the way. It's in, you're in the kingdom. You're in the kingdom of the Serbs and Croats. So after that, you'll be arriving in Trieste. And when when do we when do we arrive in Ljubljana? Uh, you'll arrive in Ljubljana at. Um, 3.23 a.m. All right. But it's still just a little after uh, 7.30. Um, dinner is going to be served at 8 o'clock. So <coughs> are you just going to stay where you are and... Uh, or, I mean, there's a dining car as well, so you can move in there. I, I feel somewhat nervous about having the chicken. Yeah. I, I think I might have fish. Chicken of the sea. All right, so <laughs> without objections, then you guys are, you guys proceed to the dining car. 
And uh, when you first go in there, you're, there's very few people in there. Um, but after a few minutes, people start to trickle in. And uh, you see the people, your suspects, and they all take their places where they usually sit. The train is, is going on and on. And after everybody has been more or less seated, uh, you notice the uh, the Mater D uh, the Hotel. Um, he's coming into the dining car, escorting somebody, and you see he's taken the arm of a very old woman who looks very familiar mm. and he is carefully taking her over and seating her directly opposite of you. I'm going to stare her down. Well, you know who it is. It's definitely Baba. going to stare down i'm going to stare down well why are you antagonizing her just gonna stare at her just like she is conversely staring back and she has a look on her face of terrible delight maybe um For any of you at this point who attempt to eat or drink anything, the food tastes like ashes and the, the drink tastes like salt water. Um, the room is actually kind of warm, but you feel chilled. Even Eldridge, who doesn't normally ever feel chilled anymore, you feel chilled. Oh, fuck. And uh, uh, the Mater D comes over to you and he says, is there anything else I can get you? I'm trying to think of something witty to say, but nothing comes to mind. I'm too worried. Nothing for me. All right. So he leaves. And uh, Baba just continues to stare. She doesn't seem to be eating or drinking anything. She's just staring at you. How lovely to see you again. Why don't you guys do a sanity roll? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I passed that one. We're going to be gibbering, uh, Rex. That's how we get to London. Oh, I've passed as well. All right, if you pass, just, uh, you know, take one. If, if you didn't pass, you know, take two. Um, uh, when you speak to her, her demeanor changes only in that she looks terrifyingly hostile. But she hasn't really changed the smile. It's just the overall feeling of the whole thing. She is 
definitely threatening. Now, why why is she here? Do you think she's here because we buggered up her house, which seems to be better now, um, or because we we stole the 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 uh, the arm? Well, I say we stole the arm. I stole the arm. <laughs> or perhaps it's because we killed the only two other sources of her energy, and she kind of sucked them up. So she's kind of out of energy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, she's not as bad yeah. as she was. Well, so, we don't know that. We just she we got rid of two lives. She still got one. She's still just as powerful, probably. I'd like all four. I'd like all four of you to do spot hiddens. Ten. That is an extreme. Uh, I got a ninety-one. That is a fail. Uh, I got a sixty. No, that's a fail. Frank, you said you got a three. All right. The sequence of events is simple. Frank is sitting there, and. A little light bulb, bang, goes off in Frank's head. And he turns and he looks out the window. Um, Eldridge, when you see him do that, you immediately do the same thing. And both of you can see not too far in the distance. The running tree. The running house thing, tree great thing. Great big hand. Yeah, great big hand. Now it's dark outside, but you can still see it highlighted against the the moon oh. in the sky. I turned. Sanity. Sanity. <laughs> I told you we should have killed it when we had the chance. Do we need to make a sanity roll if we didn't see it? Mm -mm. Or are they pointing it out to us? Well, unless you guys want to. No, I'm not pointing it out to them. Let's not let's not deal with that. Um okay. Thirty-eight. Um, I turn back with her with fear in my eye. Like it's very visible because I was the I was the only one who saw it the last time, and I'm seeing it again. Okay. And now she's she's just smiling, glaring at you. Is there something we can help you with? The smells from your table also become repulsive. Looks like food. Smells awful. Nobody else in the room seems to be noticing anything. They're yeah, just going just on with their nails. Um, when you say that, when you say <coughs> something to her, <clears throat> she just continues glaring at you. Like she's one. And you just don't know it yet. It's very unnerving. We don't we don't have what you're looking for anymore. Do you know that, right? Does she react to that? No, what are you talking about? Well, oh, yeah. the arm. I don't think that's what she. I think she's just here purely for revenge. By the looks. Well, you know what? If uh, just just to answer Jeff, if you recall, she didn't even know she had the arm. 
she it was she, just up in the rafters. Yeah, what she wanted was to feed. Yeah, she wanted to feed you guys to the monster. You were chosen victims. Yeah. It was just like Baba Yaga's naturally are obsessed. They're like raccoons. They're obsessed with occultic objects like a raccoon is with shiny pennies. And you blew that whistle. Yeah. And wrecked everything. That we don't have anymore, correct? No, that was that was a one-time deal. I believe it shattered, yeah. Yeah. Well. In my mind, it's, it's, it's going like watu watu. I would like Eldridge to do an idea. No problem, boss. And 31. That's uh, hard. Something in Russian legend sort of comes back to you. <coughs> Something you hadn't thought of before. But you're asking yourself the question, if this is a powerful witch, why hasn't she actually done anything to you? She's made your food taste bad. Why isn't she getting her revenge on you? And what you recall from, from the old legends is they have an aversion to iron. That's, that's right. She's and you guys are, are riding on gigantic iron rails on an iron train. She's like a thing, basically. Kind of. They also, if I remember correctly... They also have an aversion um, to, to, to silver because it's a holy metal. Um, most things are, um, and like the vampires and werewolves. Run, running water as well. Remember the, the the house stopped at the running water, or did it? Did the house it stop did. at the running water, or was that the vampires? It was the creature. Was the house. Yeah. It, was the, it, was, it was the house. Now, but I don't recall anything about the Baba Yaga. In anything that I've looked up or read about her, because when that happened, uh, I did a lot of looking through. Um, I don't remember anything reading anything about um, running water, but I know uh, salt. I know uh, silver. I remember iron. It's just it's 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 essentially just like holy metals and stuff like that. Well, well salt, salt and silver we have with us at the dining table. And she doesn't seem to be any affected by the stuff on the table in front of her. Could she be in an illusion? That's a possibility. Has she said anything? No. She just glared at you. And there's... There's, there's, there's two things going on. Well, you can see that when she's smiling at you with her almost uh, venom-like teeth... Uh, that she's trying to frighten you. Um, but you can also see there's a great deal of anger behind it. She mm. wants you guys to suffer. And this may just be the beginning. I'll, I'll offer her some wine. Would you like a glass of wine while you're waiting? Yeah, let's be polite to her. 
We've been assholes before. Let's try it. Try to like. I like how you think, Doctor King. Yeah, because that'll work. Show no fear. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we we sorry we took the two. Show no fear. Um, all of a sudden, oh. the smile disappears from her face, and she begins to slowly rise to her feet, and she moves over towards your table, and. She makes an odd gesture. She slams her hand down on the table, which does attract people's attention. And then she sort of flings her hand like this towards the wall, the, the windows. And when she does, uh, something appears on the wall uh, across the window. Um, and it looks like this. Eldritch? Do I understand it? It's, it's Russian. in Russian, yeah. When you turn and you look at it, it basically says, go away and never come back. And huh. by the time you've turned your head and looked back at her, she's not there anymore. Well, no. uh, that's... That's good. Um, I mean, I now also, uh, I, I, I remember also in doing some research on Babayagas, um, there's a way to appease them. There is. Um, there, it requires giving them something, because they're like dragons. By, by, by giving them something, it appeases them, which is, I, which is what I assume was going on in the village is that they were giving her things like their children um, the, well the, the the children and the items they don't really they don't really care about they the baba yagas themselves don't care about um living beings they care they, when what i mean they hoard they hoard magical stuff because they're they're like they're like dragons with gold except they like magic it's it's like an essence thing so i was i well if if we were going to die, I was going to straight up be like, give him the ruby, or give him the knife, or give him something. Because oh, I'm not dying. We're going to need that knife for later. So We may need the ruby for later, too. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And my thing here is, like, either we, um, we die here and not accomplish our goals, or we die in London. Do we have the ruby? We have it. We do. I've, I've, it's in my pocket. Okay, I thought so. Uh, I, I, I mean, I could have given her the horsehair um, ring, but I don't think that would have done right anything. <laughs> the horsehair ring. You, you're talking about from um, that Duke? Yeah. Because was... Yeah, I still have that. The teleportation thing. I, uh, I, I don't... I don't think that that's would have been something that she would have been like, oh yes, give it to me. Like I think she would have been like, oh, I have ten of those. Or maybe she, well, Tom's over there laughing. She's got her hair braided with. Yeah. <laughs> you get those at the supermarket. Have a chicken. <laughs> All right. So 
whatever she did to you unfortunately robs you of dinner because everything tastes awful. And if you attempted to... Nope, my, my, my appetite has been spoiled. If you had attempted to ask the waiter to bring you other food, it would have still tasted terrible. There's a couple of times you look out the window and you think maybe off in the distance you still can see the thing, the hand, <laughs> running along. What the hell's that? Oh. Um, but by midnight, everything seems to have ceased. Everything seems to be back to normal. Um, you're tired. What would you guys like to do? It's getting close to midnight. Most of the people have left. A few people still having some late night drinks. Whom are these people? I have something oh. I want to discuss before we go to bed. Um, I'm wondering. Should we come up with a plan when we arrive in London? Or just play it by ear? Well, I anticipated that the uh, we were going to make a beeline for the shop. We know where the shop is. We know what town. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, how many more hours do we have left? What's our time on the clock? <clears throat> I told you not to pay any attention to that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, Soon. judge, ju judging by, well, are, are we making good time? Um, as GM outside the game, you guys have been taking a lot of, you've been doing a lot of role play. You are really only on the second day, and it's going to take four days to get there. Okay. So. Past midnight, you are now going on to the third day of your travel. So we're so we've still got two days. Okay. Is, are we going to try to beat him there to the shop? Because we need this roll as much as he does. And if we can get it before he does... Like, we might get a bargaining chip. The whole thing is we can't... I'm not bargaining with that asshole. I'm, I'm, we're going to use it, we're, we're going to use it, and we're going to destroy it after we finish using it. Well, but we don't know if by us using it, it removes it entirely from us. He has to do it every hundred hours. Hmm. We do too, don't we? what I believe. In my head, and I sigh when I say this, in my head, our only option is destroy the scroll, and we all die. And nobody gets it. Nobody nobody gets it. He dies, and we we'll die, die, and that's, that, that's, that's it. It's the end of it. You guys have families. I don't. Perhaps all of us don't need to die. Well, I, I think that 
Well, we also, like I said, we don't know if by us using the scroll, if we have to use it every hundred hours, if uh, if when if we use it, he, it also applies to him because if he does it, you know, like we don't know. He he may not know everything about this. I mean, he seems pretty familiar with it, but like I said, we we don't really know anything about it either. We don't know well, what its actual purpose even is. That's an option, but I would say let's hold that as the last option. Because things tend to reveal themselves as this plays out, and we tend to learn more, and with as we learn more, it may not be necessarily mean the end of anything. I shrug. No yeah. matter what... Uh, no, no, no matter what my intention... Is, uh, we're not to me I'm not going to make it out of this alive and if I if I do I mean that's great but I don't think I'm getting out of this um, if we manage to procure the scroll and uh, and cast it and use it and something else happens like let's say because um, he says that the the that uh, the simulacrum will corrupt it okay so what happens if he doesn't die what happens if the simulacrum takes control. The, 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 whoever's image it's in takes full control. What that? In my head, uh, we... I... So that way no one else dies. Uh, I take the medical tool. I look at Dawkins. And slice off the simulacrum, thus separating it. I'd probably die in the process, and then you guys can hide it. Because mm. if you remember, that was the way that they removed it uh, in, in the Crusades. They took the knife, and they found the, 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 the seams, and they just they split it off. Mm -hmm. So one of us is going to have to do that, I have a feeling. I was wondering if we could maybe use... Elena's resources and get a message ahead of the train. Have them. It's true. Tell Graham only takes ten minutes. Have them guard the shop, or even enter the shop and find the scroll for us. But if they find it, then they might keep it. We we would be in trouble. Well, but also think about it like this. I mean, if she is really on our side. She'd be able to make, send the telegram. They'd be able to do it and get it back to us. If she can't do it, it proves that she's Macriot. Because if she's if she's like, I don't have the ability to contact anybody. Well, you're you, you have to have some contact. It, 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 I just thought something. Sorry, I don't, don't mean to interrupt, but I do, I want to get this out before I forget it. We don't know if Macriot takes on this other form or shape of a person. We don't know if he retains their memories, do we? We've kind of we have we we, we I, I I disproved that in the last episode because he said when when he took over the form of Smythe, he didn't use that's right Meadows appropriate the, the appropriate terminology. If yeah. he had, if if he had known that, well, if he retained the memories, we're, we're we're assuming that he would have looked at that as something important. He could have had that as a memory, but probably didn't think 
that it really mattered, particularly when talking around us. Yeah, but when you have when you say some person's name over and over and over and over again, you know, be like me calling you Dawkins. I don't call you Theo. If I started all of a sudden started calling you Theo, that'd be a little weird. It just made me think it it might be at late at this point in the game, but as we're talking to these other passengers on the train, we should make it a point to either tell them something specific or or give them something to hold for us as like a way of, you know, if we suspect them later on, we can say, hey, do you remember that, that thing I asked you to hold on to for me? Hmm. Or even, or just to telling them a story. You, you remember that time I told you that story about? That's actually not a bad idea. We could rule out, um, if we make it convincing enough, we could rule out people, and then, you know, maybe if we're lucky, if, if you know, no matter what, I mean, if, if we say, if we go to everybody and say, hey, remember that, that time I said this, and they go, what? I mean, they all, they'll just all think we're crazy. But what if someone, if we say, hey, remember that time I said this? And they go, oh, yeah, I remember when you said that. And we didn't actually say it. Mm-hmm be a way to rule out everybody and be like, okay, it was you, because I never said that to you. Frank, do a luck roll. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 21. That's a pass. Okay. You suddenly recall something. Something that's, that was completely insignificant. Uh, way back at the beginning of this journey, which really was only two days ago, um, you seem to recall there was a moment, we didn't actually play it, but I'll say that you're remembering this, that there was a moment when you saw the chef de brigand say something to uh, Emile Sukar, the guy who was in charge of the Calais uh, car, who you suspect was Macriot. He said something to him along the lines of, what's wrong with you today? Pull yourself together. Um, it just suddenly occurs to you that in order to be an employee of the uh, Wagon Lee, uh, uh, the, the, the Orient Express, they're extremely well-trained and very professional. Mm. And you also recall that there was uh, a spy that you had, uh, uh, that you had encountered on your, on, in the other direction that was pretending to be a waiter, and he failed miserably because yes. they don't have the knowledge right. of the person that they've... Okay, gotcha. That's good yeah. to know. Well, and not only that, but that also reinforces, Tom, that Macriot and Macriot's goons probably haven't infiltrated the train staff. Like, talk about the long con. Like, I need you to, for three years plus, infiltrate a train that may or may not have these people on it at this specific time. It would seem highly unlikely. Yeah. Also, so Macriot, 
I don't know if this would be significant because you guys are European. Well, at least you're familiar with Europeans. Um, every member of the staff speaks at least three languages because you're going to have you're you're on a train going through Europe. There's there's multiple languages they're going to encounter. Anybody who's in a higher up position is going to speak five or six languages fluently. Mm. Of course, you don't know if Makriat speaks five or six languages. <laughs> yeah, which is why, I mean, I don't know what the chances are of, I mean, because we could always, we, I mean, none of us know any Japanese, but that would be an interesting way of ruling out Nakamura, is if, if he speaks fluent Japanese, then he's probably a Japanese man is not uh, omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's a man. He's a, he's a smart man, and he's a careful man. But he made mistakes. Mistakes that we just failed to, um, to look at. It just kind of just glossed over. In that respect, bluffing your way as a gossip columnist would be quite easy. True. Uh, minor politician. No one's talked to him about politics, Arrow. Yes, and we haven't talked to the couple. We mm. haven't talked to the couple either. Um, we haven't seen if there's anything strange or weird. Uh, like I said, there, 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 there's, there's about five or six suspects, um, with two. Like logically being like like it, all the all the stars are right with them. It's like they were alone, they weren't traveling with anybody else. Uh, there's no way of knowing. Uh, there's there's no second party that they're attached to. Uh, that that would have been like, oh, he's acting weird. We don't know them. Uh, they their their uh, their occupation is kind of nondescript, like. Aristocrat. I could. I mean, an aristocrat can do anything that they want. And the businessman, like, what does he sell? What is he? Does he sell? Does he buy? Is he a venture capitalist? Is he in industry? Like, what does he do? Um. So, to me, the stars are right with them, with those two, with Margrave and Nakamura. Because it's just like everyone else was probably with someone. Mm -hmm. Like, Gatling was in the room with me when someone was thrown off. Uh, Elena was with uh, Dr. Keith. Uh, Luigi was stabbed. We haven't ruled out um, Harrow. Uh, he was alone when the body dropped, and he's now alone in his room. Mm -hmm. so, there's that possibility, but I don't think, I think it's highly unlikely that it's Elena and Gatlin. I'm not saying that it's not them, but I'm saying it's highly unlikely. Because it just, it wouldn't make sense. How would, Mar how would Marquette have gotten into the room, stabbed them, drug them away, thrown their body 
into the into the cold and then walked back into the room. Mm-hmm. Right. There has to be have been blood. He took their skin. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm 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 up for anything. Apparently, uh, Amumu is now back on the list. So my <laughs> so, so my talking to him didn't work. Uh, so, if, if what do you think of your bluffing idea, Frank? Do you think that that could maybe work? I mean, it's it's just something uh, we can use it as a possibility. I I don't know if there's anything concrete we can do about it, but it's good to know that if we bring up a past conversation or something and he, he doesn't know what we're talking about, it's, a, it's another clue. It's, we, it's not to say too, like you said, I mean, if somebody, we could have told somebody something and it was just a passing conversation to them so they just don't remember it. So it's, it's not hard evidence, but. We talked to, if, if nothing else, what we can do is we could eliminate um, Harrow. Because we had conversations with all of our birthmates. So um, so if Dawkins were to have a conversation, or bring up something from his conversation with Harrow, mm-hmm. and Harrow were to acknowledge it, or be like, what are you talking about? Or say, well, no, that's wrong. I actually said this. Then we could eliminate him as a suspect, or put him at the bottom and kind of move on. But I don't remember if there was a substantial conversation with Harrow. I don't believe that there was a substantial conversation with anybody on that first day um, until the body was dropped. We're just kind of like, everyone's a suspect. Right. There was, there was that one little... I'm trying to think. Uh, when Luigi was talking to me in my cabin... He didn't know about um, Katarina going missing. Do you think that Macriat would have known? Macriat was following us, wasn't he? The whole trip, basically. <clears throat> How long ago was it since uh, we left? Um, where was that? That was in. Uh, that was Milan. Milan. A while ago, at least two weeks. Right. Now, depends on where he was coming from, and well, remember Dawkins that um, what triggered my initial suspicion of Smy, the letters from from, uh, from Barrows was Tom the GM saying it looks like the messages are being written in like the the wording is kind of like in tandem with your journey it's like he's he's with you um so i think that frank's right i think that he was following us if it but i don't know if he knows specifically katarina carlisle blah 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 blah, had her uh vocal cords removed and replaced That was in all the newspapers. That was, and if he was a top opera singer himself, 
I would have think he would have heard about it somehow. Well, I mean, I, I know that the disappearance was uh, what was big news, but she was also found, and I mean, that's probably that probably wasn't the news. She probably doesn't want to talk though. She still has the voice of a seven-year-old man. That's probably not in the news, mm-hmm. right? Because he was anticipating, like, oh, because think, she think was about found. it this way. We, we've, um, throughout our travels, we've always been checking the newspapers and had something like that, something as, as large as that gotten to the news, we would have seen that as well. So I'm not defending him and I'm still suspicious. I mean, he's off the train now, but still, I, yeah. I still yeah. hold the suspicion there. But it is likely that, you know, just like us, you know, um, well, we know. But if we didn't know about Katarina, we would have never heard about it because it was never in the papers. Mm-hmm. Something like that, particularly with a celebrity that large, would like to keep things like that under wraps. Yeah. Remember also, Frank, that, uh, that we like why, why would Luigi stab himself, and why would he get off the train if Macriot, if he was Macriot, he and would want to be on the train. I examined the, the wound myself. Um, that's that. That was a lethal blow. Yeah. Even right. if if um if you pat we we stopped the bleeding or we tried to staunch the bleeding a bit, but where the wound uh, happened, he's going to die of blood mm-hmm. poisoning. So it's um just to a couple of other things just along the same lines. Um, a question might be is why was uh, Luigi in Constantinople? Most likely he was on vacation. And if he was on vacation, he may have been there for a month. He may have never picked up a newspaper and looked at it. Yeah. That's might true. just not be his thing. Yeah. The ma- the major thing is is that he got off the only tr- means of transportation that can take him from point A to the the destination he needs to go. So he's definitely not Macriot. <laughs> Do an or, idea roll, Thomas. Or is he not? Unless he likes how to fly. 39. I passed. Uh, yeah. Is this the only form of transportation? I mean, there's planes, but I mean, but a plane, it's, it, it's 1920, what, four? Planes in the winter wouldn't have flown, especially that great a distance. You are probably correct. There was an airline. By this time, it was very limited. Uh, however, it probably is not functioning at the moment. And mm-hmm. even if, and even if it was functioning, air travel was very unreliable because they'd have to go. Okay, we're going to go here and make a stop because you got to fill up for gas, and then here, and then here, and then here. The straight line, but they still have to stop. The other question well, is: Is would it be possible to drive the entire distance? Well, he still will have to catch the ferry in, in France, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yes. And how long would it in take? In Calais. Calais. In Calais, right? And how long would it take? Those roads. I'm, I'm not I'm sure. Thinking. Some people drive like maniacs back then. But, yeah, but, but at a top speed of, what, 30 miles per hour? Mm. But versus, versus train will be able to get there faster 
Yeah, the train train's, stops. train's not going much faster than that. So. Oh, we're not going. Wow. Come on, Orient Express. You gotta, you gotta pick up the pace. Trains in America right now are going eighty miles an hour. I, I, I would think, particularly uh, the type of fuels that, that they would have used, it would have gone faster than than any sort of uh, car. Like, I think, it's, I think it's more more a question of comfort. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, a trans uh, a train transporting goods. Would probably go faster than one transporting people because okay. you don't want people flying over to one side of the other well, as you go around the turn. That's understood. At the same time, um, although we do have these stops here and there, we are continually moving. Um, that's true. You're going through parts of the. You're going through straight through countries. So yes, right. yes, um, go through mountains and roads, and he still has to fill up. Yeah. Um, the, the, well, we're also so, forgetting the major thing here. Why would he separate himself from the Sedev Simulacrum? I mean, it's to me, it's unlikely that he's wearing it. So, if if it is in the foregone, why would you separate yourself to drive that distance? Doesn't well, make sense because we know the fort, the, the baggage will get to the destination. But what happens if he's delayed? Well, uh, let's stop for a second. Rather than discuss that kind of a question, I think considering what's happened to you in the last couple of days, he's on the train. Yeah, he's on the train. That's what I'm getting at. He's on the train. Uh, but we can, so we can, but we, so we can eliminate the people who are off it. Uh, for now. But I think that that's a good point, Frank. If Bakriat was following us, he would have known intimate details about what happened. Um, things like Katarina's vocal cords, or the fact that someone broke into the chapel, uh, the chapel tower, uh, you know, or the fact that, or he could he could simply be playing dumb. I mean, we're we're. We're trying to get into the mind of somebody that's insane, yeah. and, and so we don't know. We're, we're you know speculating on. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he's insane. I think he's. You don't. He. he I think he's crazed. An insane. What's, what's the password again? I think <laughs> it. I think an insane person would not be so methodical. No, you could be insane and methodical. Says the guy who has a zero in uh, psychology. Wow. <laughs> Have no psychology uh, experience, but I would imagine that shouldn't be completely off uh, off the mark. I think you can be methodical and insane, which makes you even more dangerous. Wow. At this point. I'm willing to try anything because there's no to me there's no bad ideas right now. The only bad I, I mean there is there is one bad idea which is just start killing everybody on the train and you know one of them will be Macriot. Mm -hmm. uh, as as yeah. Dr. Keith nods like yes I'm the sanest one of the group and that sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> uh, 
Hmm. I, it's, it's, to me, there's no bad ideas other than that one. Because um, no matter what, uh, we're gonna we're gonna know by the end of this trip which one Lockyard is. Well, yeah, because it's gonna be the one that goes suckers and drives away to the to the shop, well, or tries to kill us directly. So, now that the witch is gone, I'm going to order a nice bottle of wine. And your food, it's, it's going to taste sour still. No. Okay, try it. Yep, tastes terrible. Oh, man. Are you sure it's not just a British wine? I always have a good three pounds on that. At this point, you guys are exhausted. You guys yes. are mentally strained. Yes. Um, you can barely keep your eyes open. All right. Should we set up watch? Probably just all going to fall asleep anyway. Yeah. You may as well just go lock yourselves in your rooms and. Yeah. Yeah. I forget now who's in who's in, in with. I'm Frank. with Frank. No. You're with Frank. Eldridge is still with Gatling and Doctor Elizabeth. You're with uh, Elena. Yes. Yeah. At this point, if either me or Doctor Keith dies, then you know it's Gatling or it's it's <laughs> it's Elena. It's one of those two. I will just toss both of them off the uh, the train. Yeah. Well, there's two empty rooms now. You wanted to try to no. navigate your own room. Uh, no. I would. I would. I mean, to me, my in my head, it's like, okay, if I'm in this room, and that's Macriot, Macriot wouldn't just get down and stab me, because then everyone would know that's Macriot. Me being alone in a room means that, you know, if, what happens if someone picks the lock? I get stabbed. I die. If someone picks the lock, breaks into my room, there's Jack sitting up there. I, I, I get stabbed. I yell. He's going to hear it. Jump down, attack the guy. So, or right about him. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> Either way, well, someone else I, is up there. All I know is I'm going to booby trap my door with something loud. So if something opens that we're, door, it's going to wake we're, me up. We're, we're, yeah, well, we're both in the same room, too. So. Yeah. Lock the windows. No outside. And uh, hopefully get a good night's sleep. So you're all going to bed? Yep. All right. Um, you guys, um, it takes you no more than a few minutes to actually fall asleep. You guys are, as I say, exhausted. Through your minds run horrible, horrible thoughts. You suddenly realize 
it suddenly comes to the forefront of your mind that unless you succeed, in two days you'll be dead. Three days you'll be dead, for sure. And that's heavy on your minds. <clears throat> you are uh, asleep and your dreams sort of drift uh, towards uh, it, it seems like you're in a country somewhere and there's water you're uh, you're standing next to a river and the river is flowing strongly dangerously strongly and you're afraid that if you move you're going to slip in the mud and fall in and then you you do slip and the water splashes around you and as you fall beneath the waves you suddenly realize that you're you're not able to get up to the surface and you don't know why but you've you've put your hand over your face like this and you want to take your hand off but you can't breathe and you're underwater and you can't breathe and all of a sudden rather violently you wake up in your bed and there is something across your face about the size of your hand it feels like skin and it is keeping you from breathing um do a sanity roll Right. If you pass, um, do two points of sanity. If you fail, did anybody fail? I got a, I got a O nine, so I passed. Okay. Uh, if you if you fail, do a one d four. But in any case, you realize there is something attached to your face, and it's not my hand. It's not your hand, and it's not heavy like a hand. It's like a a big flap of skin. So you are panicked, intensely uh, panicked. I try to rip whatever's on my face off of my face. All right. Yeah, don't, don't tell me it's a face out here. Do a do a grapple roll or a whatever we call it, a brawl. Everybody, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah, because you're all gonna try to give the team out of twenty-five. All right. Four. Okay. If you if you succeed, it takes you a second to get the edges of this thing, but uh, you manage rather forcefully to rip it off your face, and your skin stings like it was trying to attach itself to you. And as you fling it. You can see that it's a piece of skin. It's it's uh, 
it can actually change its shape. It's it's like a spider. It's got multiple little skin fingers. Not really fingers. They're just it's like a flap of torn skin, um, with like it's been torn or cut in a star sort of shape, and it's walking on the tips of its thing, but it it moves quickly. You can you almost don't see it, but where you throw it, it suddenly scrambles and starts running back towards you. And you remember, it seems very much like the hands that attacked you. Only this is just a flap of skin. If you failed. <clears throat> Uh, for a few moments, you panic because you can't get it off and you can't breathe. But you'll come back to you'll 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 get a chance in a second. You're not going to pass out in in one round. Um, what would, what would you guys like to do? If you so so some of you have thrown it off, and the thing is small. So for a moment, you've lost sight of it. Did it go under the bed? Did it go behind the dresser? Is it going to jump back out at you any second now and and attack? Well, my, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check um, Elena to see whether there's one on her. Uh, Elena seems sound asleep, although now she's sort of waking up because she's hearing you bumping around and making noise. What about, uh, what about Jack? I've ripped it off, so I'm going to stand up immediately. Gatling is not there. Uh, I am going to rush out of the room. I... Okay. Um, I, I'm going to since it's since I flung it. I guess um, this happened with uh, Frank as well. Where yeah, but you, no, Frank's got the thing still attached to his face, and he's struggling with it. Um, and this thing is charging at me. Well, you're not sure where it went. It's somewhere okay. in the room, but it's. I'm going to try to assist um, Frank. What I'm going to do, though, I have my medical tool. So I'm going to try to cut away uh, at, at this thing and see exactly where it's um, attached to his face and try to, you know, cut around. Okay, so you're going to try and use your, your knife to cut it open or to cut it off. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dr. Elizabeth, um, as you are looking at Elena, one of these things comes out of nowhere and attaches itself to Elena's face. But at the same time, a second one comes flying out of nowhere and tries to get back on your face. It's, you're kind, it's kind of scrambling with you as you're trying to keep it off. And Elena's eyes go wide. Um, Dr. Dawkins, as you reach for uh, your, uh, your knife and pull it out and move towards Frank, once again, the little scrambly thing comes flying out of nowhere and heading straight for your face, and you you try to block it. Well, you, you can try okay. to dodge it. I'm going to try to, like, swipe at it, you know, okay. to sort of a, uh, of a swipe. All right. That is a fail, 38 out of 25. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, it does. It doesn't attach itself to you again, but it's uh, it's crawling all over you, and you're not able to to get at it with your your knife. Um, Frank, go ahead and do a, another uh, grab um, brawl to see if you can pull it off your face. 
No. All right. So at this point, you've you've sort of fallen down onto the bed, and you're trying very hard to pull this thing off. But it's every every time you like pull a piece of it off, another piece comes and attaches itself. Um, Eldridge, you've run out into the hallway, and just as you do, you see the thing scramble from under your bed and leap up into the air towards your face. Um, um I guess I'm just gonna sweat it back because all this thing is gonna try and do is just try and jump on my face and it's gonna rip it off. I have no time for that. I have to find Catway. All right, try. Uh, uh, what would that be like? Uh, you're you're trying to well do a grapple. Uh, uh, do a roll. yeah fight roll. Uh, okay, what is my brawl? Sixty. I got forty nine. Passed. Okay, I got a twenty one. Yeah, so fun. it uh, it leaps up and you you try to hit it and it attaches itself to your hand, but it's trying to scramble up your arm to your face once again. Oh. Um. Let's see. Uh, 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 doctor, oh, let's see. Let's go back to Frank. Frank, go ahead and try to pull it off again. This time, do me you do a strength roll. Nope. Struggling. Okay, you're starting to feel lightheaded. Because you can't breathe, um, Doctor Dawkins, what are you yeah. going to do? Uh, so th where's this thing crawling up at? It's 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 scrambling up in front of you to once again trying to get to your face. I'm going to try to stab it again. Okay. And that is an 18. All right. Basically, you slice it in half, and the pieces just fall to the ground. Right. Um, so, so now I'm going to. Well, you can see. Uh, well, you can see Frank lying on the bed, and he's starting to turn blue. I'm going to. So, my, well, my that, next round. I'm going. That'll to, be on your next round, round, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Doctor Elizabeth. Uh, uh, wait. I want to roll for Elena. Okay, Elena gets a seven, so she actually manages very quickly to tear this thing off of her face. And she's like, what the hell? She's trained. Um, uh, but the thing is still trying to get to you. What do you do? Um, well, I'm I'm going to attempt to just grab it and throw it, flick it. Okay. Beast. Go ahead and uh, do a... Just to see, I rolled a 99. I rolled a 22. Out of all, <laughs> twenty-five. Um, so you easily knock it off as it as it leaps at you. Um, but now once again, it's somewhere in the room, but you don't know where it's. Well, I'm 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 going for the um, the large knife I obtained earlier. Okay, Eldridge, you can hear everybody in these rooms right around you struggling with something. Um, you know they're probably going through exactly what you're going through. Everyone or just our rooms? Well, that's you're just right in front of your rooms. You don't know. It could be everybody on the train. But at this point, it it seems like it's just the people in front of you. All right. Well, I love you guys so much. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, Gatling is kind of my uh, 
my focus right now. So as this thing is rushing up my arm, I'm literally just like banging my way down the hallway, trying to walk or run while trying to get this thing off of me. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll for, let's say you're trying to dodge it. So I'm trying to dodge it. All right. Um, what's my dodge? My dodge is 50. I got a 50. Okay. So it doesn't manage to attach itself to you. You keep throwing it off. That's good. Um, Dr. Dawkins. Yes, sir. Uh, you were going to try and cut the thing off of Frank? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and... Uh, uh, you really wouldn't need... Um, I would like Frank... Hmm. I want Frank to do... Uh, what would we call this? I want to see if Frank panics as he's running out of air and oh, makes it very difficult for you to... Uh, that would probably be like a power roll, which... Yeah, willpower. Like that makes sense. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I'm thinking from Frank's point of view. So he was sleeping. He wakes up in the middle of the night. He's got this thing trying to strangle him. And then all of a sudden he sees Dr. Dawkins rise up from the bottom bunk and he's holding the, the, the knife. The knife. And he's coming at did, me with the knife. Didn't so, you, did you not just see me cut the one thing in half? I don't know. I'm trying to get this thing off of me. Yeah, I don't know. He's freaked out. Also, so, the question is, is it just covering the mouth or does it cover our eyes as well? Just oh, just man. the mouth and nose. Just, just the mouth and nose. Uh, Willpower, you said, right? Yeah. Wow. That's a fail. 75 out of 50. Okay, so uh, Dr. Dawkins, he is struggling. I'd like you to do a grapple or a brawl. You're really trying to grapple him. Or what about a dexterity rule? <laughs> but you hate those. I do. Besides, um, well, I mean, I guess it will be a grapple if he's like struggling against me, but if it's, I'm trying to delicately delicately like cut this thing from his face geez you could cut cut frank's head clean off and then just put it back on <laughs> i just happened to jerk the wrong way oh yeah that's true so it doesn't matter so it's up to you you want me to do a, a brawl or um like a grapple or dex yeah i just agree you're, you're trying to hold his head steady so that you can so we'll call it like a grapple uh it's an 05 Okay, so you manage very quickly to, to pin his head down straight slice and it. slice the thing uh, at least across the mouth so that he can breathe. And <laughs> as soon as you kill, do that, it, it dies. It, it's dead or it just becomes flesh. Uh, you How was that? You can hear uh, the others struggling in the other rooms too. Well, you hear somebody out in the hallway um, All right, so so I'm like, don't know, but let's let's look into this, and I'll I'll run out the door. And as as you are running out of the door, you see that there's another one that's been sliced into. So no, I'm not a bad guy. But thanks for having the the, the faith in me, Frank. <laughs> Thank you. Well, as you open the door, you see Eldridge there too, trying to get down the hallway. 
I'm. Do I hear them? Yeah, you, you see you, them now too. You made an awful racket too when you destroyed silverware that I had piled up in front of the door. Oh, uh, I immediately shout when I see them. Gatling's gone. I, I, I'm, I'm just shouting that so that everyone in all the rooms can hear. Uh, Doctor Elizabeth, um, there's still one in your room. Uh, actually, there's still two in your room. Uh, let's just say that rather quickly, you guys make easy work of them and kill them, whatever they are. And you can see, once you've done that, they kind of shrink down a little bit. Each one of them would have been maybe about that big, but it could sort of stretch, you know. Um, but they're shaped more or less like stars. Maybe seven-pointed stars. Ooh, heptograms. Um, I wonder. They must have. You must have harvested them from somewhere. Or perhaps they were something to do with his accomplice, the other Turkish man. Well, I'll I'll check on Elena. Make sure make sure Elena's all right. Well, she's obviously shaken and like, what the hell is this? You you see now. You see now what we're up against. You understand? They weren't just stories. We we it's not an exaggeration. This is a a very well. You've seen it now. You've seen it. She says, but it's it's only skin. How how you're you're saying this is magic? Well, I don't. I, I don't believe in magic. I, neither do I. But that's the, the, the. It's the best word we have for it. Let, let's just say that 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 is just simply a word. It's a word that people have used down through the ages, for whatever science or technology this is. But whatever um, it is, you can see you have seen with your own eyes that it is very definitely real. I'm loath to use the word magic myself, but it seems the, the the only term that's really fitting. Um, about this time, because you guys are making noise, uh, most of the other people in your car um, poke their heads out. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Count Count Matthew. And his wife, uh, Henry Matthew, sticks his head out and he says, I say, what the hell's going on out here? Shall I handle this? Yes, yes. I'm I'm not going out in my curlers anyway. Basically, you see Haro sticks his head out too and and, uh, Goring and uh, Margrave and Nakamura. They all sort of want to know what's going on, but... let me handle this. I'm good with people. Every, everybody, let's get everybody out in the hallway. Everyone, everyone out in the hallway. I, uh, it's damn crowded here. What, what is this all about? <clears throat> um, Can we go into the salon? No. Um, let me. How do I put this? Someone tried to kill us. And it was someone here. I say, somebody tried to kill you. Someone tried to kill us. I turn to Frank and I say, where's Gatling? 
Is he the only one we don't see at this point? He is the only one that seems to be missing. Well, he might be in the bathroom or he might be in the salon. I, uh, I, I, I kind of look at Frank and, and Dawkins and I say, uh, you two stay with them and just kind of feel the questions. I'm going to look in the bathroom and if he's not in the bathroom, I'm immediately going to go and just scour the entire place. He's some, he, he couldn't have left. He's somewhere. You, should, you shouldn't go alone. Though. You should go with him, Dawkins. I'll go with him. All right. Me and Dawkins will go, which means that Keith and uh, Frank can uh, can feel the questions of the of, because I, I literally just said someone tried to kill us. It's one of you people, so uh, you guys can feel you guys can deal with that. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let me say two things. One is that the the people in the hallway they ask questions, but you know. People see what they want to see and don't see what they don't want to see. The the little flaps of skin at this point have kind of shriveled, but I I I'm I'm not sure whether you're going to tell anybody that there's magic or that these pieces of skin came alive. But they can appreciate that you were attacked by someone. Um I'm glad they appreciate it. But some of them are kind Castles. of dismissive, like, well, I wasn't attacked. Um, Eldridge, you go to the bathroom, and the bathroom door is locked. I begin... Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay, so I bang on the door a whole bunch. All right. When you bang on the door, you can hear... Yep, that's what I thought. All right. Uh, break down the door. Yeah, I'm gonna kick down the door. That's what I. It's what I thought when he said, "Oh, the, it, the door's locked and you don't hear anything." Yeah, so I'm kicking okay. down the door. Um, how about this? Um, a combined strength roll. I'll help kick on the count of three. Uh, yeah. It's not gonna take that much strength. Okay. Never mind. Um, these aren't meant to be high security doors or any kind. Um. <coughs> all right. When you open the door. You find Gatling. He has been tied. He's been gagged. He's been stripped naked. And there are five large, terrible-looking wounds on his body where his skin has been stripped off. His eyes are completely crazed. Uh, He's shaking. He's in absolute terror. And uh, when you uh, remove the gag, all he he starts yelling. He's like, "They came from me! They came from me!" And he's um, completely. F- you think that he might be completely insane at this point? All right. Um, That's kind of where I want to end it. But oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, oh shit! It's ten oh two already. <laughs> Did you say they came from me or for me? He said they came from me. From, okay. There are star-shaped patches of skin that have been taken off of his body. All right. Uh, Let's see. Where's my thing? Okay. Our players 
included Thomas McKeon, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Wayne Worthy, and myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our show free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.